Amen. Amen. He is into redemption. He is into you know bringing back things that the devil has tried to steal. Amen. He is. Amen. He, he understands that we make decisions, but you know I believe with all my heart that you know we may have our thoughts and processes, but as it says in the book of Proverbs, it says that we. Uh, may have these thoughts, but it's God who directs our path. Okay? We may not know it all the time. Okay, We may not know how God is working in our life. And in fact, I, I go back to my earlier years of you know, growing up. We never knew God. You know, We never knew God. We weren't being raised you know, in a godly family. It wasn't like you know, we were going to church every Sunday and all this other stuff. We didn't know God. And, and uh, the one thing that I struggled with for a long time is is the fact, well, you know, being that I didn't know God, uh, how how could I know God? You know, my grandmother knew about God, and she was this weird woman who was out there, you know, doing her own thing with Jesus, and and she she obviously was an inspiration to my life, but it wasn't because I can't really say that God was in with me. Personally, where I knew it, it wasn't as if he was with me all the time. I didn't understand it. Even though I'm, I found out later he was with me all the time. Okay? He had been with me from the time I was born. You guys understand. Even before the time began, God had been with us. He had purposes and plans for our life even before we were even thought of Can I get an Amen. amen. You know, you know the book of Ruth is is talking about a, a woman who was not a who was not an Israelite woman. You guys know that. You guys understand that this woman who was not of Israel became uh, a part with Israel and actually was the grand uh, the grandmother of David or the great grandmother of David. Okay, King David, out of her lineage, out of her own bosom, came forth a king. Okay. And that's a marvelous redemption. We're going to kind of walk through it this morning, and I want to show you what God can do with your life. Mm-hmm. Hello. Amen. I want you to see what God can do with your life. Okay. We're going to start in the beginning of your life, and then we're going to uh, proceed forward, and we're going to see how God redirects your life. Amen. Amen. He's been with you from the beginning, and he'll be with you until the end. Amen? 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 You guys ready? Chapter 1. Okay? Let's start in verse number 1. It says, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Emily. The name of his wife was Naomi. The names of his two sons were uh, Malon and Shilon, uh, Ephronis of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained. Okay? Now let's stop right there just for a few seconds. Okay? Now here's a story of a man who decides to make the decision 
during a circumstance in his life. And I can see that this man is honorable. I can see that this man has purpose. I can see that this man has, you know, a heart for his family. Because how many of you guys would understand that if we would go through a famine, that as a dad or as a father, we would do what it takes to make sure that our family is taken care of. Okay? We often make decisions because of these types of things. Okay? And it's honorable that we take care of our wife and our children. It's honorable. Okay? But it's not necessarily always the wisest choice. Okay? And because of circumstances, we often make our decisions. It doesn't say in here that he had prayed to God and asked God, what should we do? <laughs> See what I'm saying? And that's where we end up falling. Okay? Abimelech, uh, or, uh, Abimelech means, Abimelech means God is king. That's a pretty neat name to have. Okay? God is king. God is Lord. Right? But he never goes to the king during this time of famine and asks the king, what shall we do? Okay? Now, mind you, uh, Elimelech is in a prosperous place. He actually has other relatives living in and around him. And we'll find out later on in the book that one of his relatives was Boaz. And Boaz was a rich person. Okay? In fact, his whole family had something to do with wealth. They had a lot of land. And they had land back then, even nowadays, they have land back then was to be a wealthy place. Uh, was to be a wealthy They were not uh, beggars. They weren't beggars. Okay? It's not like they didn't have any money. In fact, uh, in, a, in uh, chapter 1, Verse 21, Naomi says that we we went out full. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. We went out with everything. Well, we came back with nothing. You know, it wasn't that they needed to move. In all reality, guys, after reading this book and remembering Abraham and Isaac, and we talked about Isaac a few weeks ago, and, and we were told, you know, that... God came to Isaac and during the time of famine, just as it was during the time of Abraham, his father, there was a famine in the land and, and God came to uh, Isaac and told Isaac, if you will remain here, I will bless you. Okay? And so Isaac remained there. He didn't, he, he wasn't like his father who went back to Egypt. Okay? Or who left because of circumstances. Hello. Sometimes, guys, We've got to understand that God is the king. He is king. Is he not? That's right. Amen. Our name reflects it. Right? Our name reflects it. Who are we? Christians. That means Jesus Christ reigns within us. He who is in us is greater than he that is in the world. Right? Amen. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Okay? We know all these scriptures. But then when it comes down to circumstances, we don't necessarily abide by those scriptures. Now, if God is the king, let him be king. If he is the Lord, then let him be Lord. Don't go anywhere unless God says so. 
Hello. Because there are consequences to every decision that we make. And we may be thinking that our decisions are honorable. And just because we want to take care of our families or, or we feel like there's a need, you know, we see the devastation, we see the, the stuff going on around us and, and we make a decision based upon circumstances and not upon faith. Did anyone else in his, in Emelech's uh, family, did anyone in Emelech's family, his brothers, his sisters, his mom and dad, did any of them leave Bethlehem, Judah? No. He was the only one. That says something, number one. That says that maybe he should have stayed with his family. You know, Bethlehem means the house of bread. Okay? So, why would you want to leave where you're getting your bread from? Hello? You don't want to leave where the bread is. Because that's where the sustaining, uh, all-powerful God is. Amen? He's, and you know what? That leads me to another thought process. When Jesus was in the desert, right? And he was being tested for 40 days. He was not going to leave his, his present position in spite of the circumstances, you know? That's right. Because in the wilderness, you will end up being tested as if you were in a famine. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not in a famine. You're just being tested as if you're in a famine. Right. To see if you'll hold up during the time of famine. That's right. Amen? That's good stuff. Yeah. You know, we're going through a, not necessarily a time of famine right now, but we're being tested as if we were going through a time of famine to see what we will do, to see if we'll trust God in the famine or leave because of the famine. Okay? Which is bigger? Which is bigger? The famine in the land or the Lord? Okay? Did God not bless Isaac in that time of famine? Yes, he did. Go and read it. Go and read it. It says that Isaac stayed and he sowed in the land and he reaped a hundredfold during that time of famine. Now how in the world can you reap a hundredfold when everyone else is not getting blessed? How can you reap a hundredfold when there's no rain happening? How can you reap well, God has got ways, yeah, and He'll make the ways, even in the death. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. He'll prosper you guys. Uh-huh. Don't run because of circumstances. Don't leave because of circumstances. Trust in the Lord. Your family is there. Trust in the... Uh, trust in the I wonder what they said, Emily. I wonder what they were saying. You don't have to leave, son. You don't have to leave, brother. We'll, we'll just, if anything, bind our resources together. And together we'll make it through. You know what I'm But I bet Elimelech had a problem with this. And the reason is, is because it said here, again in 21, they went out full. They were full. So if they had to bind their resources together, they wouldn't have right. as much as they would have if they were by themselves. Right. So they left with all their stuff. Yes. Come on. They were kind of prideful. I would say that they were kind of selfish. Mm-hmm. 
Because they, this was their stuff. And they were going to leave with their stuff. They didn't want to necessarily want to uh, share. Okay? I, I'm just kind of painting the scene, guys. Has that ever been you? That's been me. That's been me. Okay? I want what was mine. And, and you know what? If we are in this family, guys, you know, it might make my life a little bit less if I have to share with you. You know, I might have to struggle just a little bit more if I have to share with you. That's his idea. Because, man, his family was willing to go there. And in fact, if I remember right, Naomi had some land. But we'll look at this here in a little bit. Okay? Now, let's go back to verse number... Uh, verse number three. Okay? Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left with her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab, and the name of one was Ophah, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt in there about ten years. Man, you know what? Have you guys ever moved and, and thought that you were only going to be there for a short time? And then because of the circumstances, you end up being there a whole lot longer than what you had uh, thought of. That's what sin does to us. Okay? It binds us up and it keeps us in that place a whole lot longer than what we ever expected. And you know what? The sad truth about this is, is her husband died. The one who brings them there ends up dead. Okay? I wonder why. Hmm. You know, it says it again in Hebrews that without faith it is impossible to please See? Uh, Elimelech left out of the place of faith. He left out of the place of bread. And if you have no bread, there's no life to sustain you. Can you guys hear me? Okay? And, and obviously the head's going to end up dead first. And then the rest of the body. And that's what happened in this story. Not only does Elimelech die, but also his two sons. Okay? And they end up marrying, before they die, they end up marrying wives of Moab. Okay? Which wasn't necessarily, well, wasn't a bad thing? It probably was, wasn't it? You know, back then, guys, uh, you only married within your own tribe. Okay? Uh, Israel was uh, commanded by God right. not to marry outside of their own family or their own tribe. Okay? It was against uh, God's laws. Okay? I, you can't tell me, you know, that any of this now doesn't happen nowadays, but I think it does nowadays. Okay? Because the Lord does not want us to be unevenly yoked. And there are some people out there that we'll get married to or get into relationships with that don't have the same God that you do. Okay? Because of that, more sickness and disease comes instead of uh, the relevance of faith and life. Amen? And, and uh, it's kind of funny. I never knew these guys' names, but my uh, law uh, means sick. I did not know that. So he was born probably as a sick child. His life wasn't going to be that long anyway. 
And then chillon uh, means consumption or to be finished. Okay? And uh, here you got a kind of a description of what was going to happen anyway. That's right. Because of the lack of faith, guys, even your own fruit ends up dying. Amen? Now, let's see here. Let's look at these two ladies. Orpah, her name means maid. Okay, I guess she had a large head of hair. I guess, you know, they had the, the, the big hair back then. And Ruth means friend. Hmm. Very interesting. Ruth means friend. Okay? Now, um, as we go along in verse number... Oh, I, I'm sorry. I want to deal with this thing on number four. In, in uh, verse number four, it says that they dwelt there about ten years. Uh, I looked at the number ten, and I'm thinking... A time, you know, or, or a span of a time or ten years. You know, we can actually give the best of our life and live it in sin. A time is the best that we have, right? And yeah. if we were giving this morning, we would give our time or the poorest fruits, amen, of what we have. And it seems as if they had, they had spent their time for the first ten years, or maybe even the best of the years, out in nowhere. Isn't that crazy? I look at that as like, God, that happened to me. But, say but, 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 God's got a plan. Amen. Amen. Even though we may have spent the best years of our life in sin, God still got a plan. That's right. Amen. And if we can believe this morning. I'll just go ahead and say that I'll sow that 10 years of my life that I had in sin. I'll go ahead and sow it yeah. under righteousness because I learned what I had to learn. Amen. Amen. And this time I'll go back and I'll see if God has got a, a plan for me later on down the road. Amen. Amen. Because we end up learning from our mistakes, don't we? We do. We do. I thank God I finally see. Yeah. Amen. Man, I hate them to still be out there blind and not knowing why my my life was so dispirited, you know, and so unruly and, and so self. I mean, I could have been out there for a very long time. Hello. Then in verse number six, this is after both her husband and her two sons have gone. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law. That she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in that country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Mm-hmm. Is that something? Woo! I see something. I see something. What have we been talking about over the last couple of weeks? Hey. Hey, come by hearing. Amen. Amen. She was hearing something. And it persuaded her to think about doing something different with her life. Right. Amen. She could have soldiered in. Oh, soldiered. She was only supposed to be there a short time. But you know what? She had been there a whole lot longer than what she had seen. Everything that she had was now gone. Everything she had now was gone. You know, that's the one thing I noticed about God. We never really see what we need to see until everything has been depleted. Jesus. 
And then we hear that God is visiting us. And back in the place where we should have been. Amen. And we'll just go back. There's bread to eat. Amen. There's bread to eat. There's bread to eat. Isn't that good? Amen. You know, I, I remember a time before I met my wife Lois that uh, she, I mean, I was a skinny young man back then. I, the reason why I was skinny was because I didn't know how to cook. Okay? <laughs> and I was, and I was single. Okay? And most single young men like these guys over here, man, they're all buff, you know, but they're skinny. And the reason is, is because they're hungry. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. Hello. If they can ever find themselves a good woman that knows how to make bread, mm, they'll pump up in a heartbeat. They will. Am I lying, brothers? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hello. There's something good about bread. You know? And when Lois, when I found out that Lois knows how to bake, oh. Man, she can make some bread that she just, mm. you know, especially when it's right out of the oven. You guys know what I'm talking about. You can cut that sliced bread up, put some uh, butter on that thing. I was going to say wax. <laughs> wax would taste pretty good, wouldn't it? Okay. Put some butter on that thing. Man, you can eat the whole loaf by yourself. Am I right? That's the kind of bread that I'm thinking about right now. That's the kind of idea I think Naomi had. You know, going back home and being able to get underneath that, that covering again, amen, being able to get that grain again that she hadn't had before in a long time. Ten years. Could you imagine ten years with no bread? Ten years. That's a long time. You know, I would also look at bread being a time of fellowship, amen, the breaking of bread. Wouldn't that be a time of fellowship? Amen. Going back to the family. Amen. Being a part of the family. Being back in a place of honor. Amen. Amen. She had lost everything, guys. Honor, dignity, money, lands, future. All she had was two women that were not even related to her. Isn't that crazy? It happens, though. It happens. And then she goes ahead and says... Uh, in verse number uh, 12, she says, Turn back, my daughters, go your way, for I am old to have a husband. And even if I should say that I have hope, even if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourself from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it is grievous to me, very much for your sake, that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then she, then they lifted up their voices and wept. Again, and Oprah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. There's something there, guys. Look at it. Verse number 15. And she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Now, there was an identity thing there, guys. Okay? Ruth was a Moabitess. Her identity was now taken because her husband was gone. The only thing she had left was her original identity of being a Moabite. And 
her sister-in-law was just like her. Hello. They probably grew up together. They had the same festivities, ate the same food, had the same traditions. But then when they married into this family over here, things could have changed. Things probably did change, being that they were Jewish, right? But now that everyone was gone, they had a, they had a chance to go back to their old lifestyle. Back to their old ways. They could have gone back home and worshipped their own God. But what did Ruth desire? Something about Ruth was different than Oprah. I mean, they both grieved. But there was a... Ruth seen something in Naomi that she didn't have. And she clung to that same hope. Why? Because there was bread someplace else. She never tasted bread before. Not this kind of bread. Not this life-giving bread. A house of bread is a place to go to, amen? Amen. Tell you the truth. When you're hungry for something that you've never tasted before, I can guarantee you, you'll lose everything to go after that one thing. That's right. That's what happened to Ruth. Look what happened. Verse number 16. Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following you. For wherever you go, I will go. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. Is that something? Ruth's life changed from that point in time. She took off the garments of being a Moabite and put on the garment of being someone special. I'm telling you the truth, guys. That time in her life changed her whole outlook on life. Yes, you know what? She wasn't looking at the circumstances anymore. Hello. She was now a, a, uh, uh, a widow, but she wasn't caring about the widow yet. She wasn't caring about being a widow. She wasn't even caring that she may never marry again. The only thing she knew of was Naomi was going back and re- and reconnecting with something that was going to sustain them. You guys understand? At this place of time, there was nothing but death on the other side. If they kept on going, what was going to happen? Death. Why? Because death equals death. You keep on living in that land of Moab, that's where you're going. It was kind of strange. I'd seen all my friends die right before my eyes. I'd seen my mother die. I'd seen my father die. I'd seen all these other people die. And I knew if I didn't, if I didn't change my ways, I was going to die too. Because I was no different than anybody else. You might as well have written a, 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 thing, a tag on me and said I was a, Moab, uh, a Moabite too. I was just like y'all. Hello. But then when my grandmother came by, she had something. She had some bread, brother. Some living bread. Some hot bread. 
She'd only come by every once in a while, but she'd give me a smidgen of this bread. And she says, come with me. You know? Don't leave me, Grandma. I want what you got. I want my God to be your God. Right? Or your God to be my God. I'm tired of this old stuff. I'm tired of being a Moabite. Hello. Amen. I'm willing to change my name. I'm willing to change my death. I'm willing to change my identity here today. Amen. I'm willing to change my identity to get what you have. Amen. You know, you know, you know what a man will do for for a piece of bread. Especially if he's been gone for 10 years. You know what a man will do for a piece of bread? Anything. Anything. But let's make a decision here today. Let's make the best decision. Let's not just go because we're hungry. Amen. Because we make mistakes in that realm too, don't we? Amen. And we'll do anything if we're hungry. But this bread that Jesus talks about is a bread that is going to satisfy you more than you've ever been satisfied before. Amen? Amen. And God's not going to tempt us with something evil here today. Amen? Amen. When that hunger comes in to us here this morning, and it already is, and that thing is, you know, being evidently made that we need to take care of this hunger, you know, Jesus isn't going to give us a rock when we're asking for bread. And he's not going to give us a serpent when we're asking for the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. He wants to give us something good. He will give us something good. Okay? And I want you guys to go and continue reading. Because in this thing, Ruth finds something good out of the place of mess. You know? She's being transformed on this walk out of Moab into Israel. Or into Judah. She actually goes and finds a place of praise, amen, in this land that is called Judah. And in this land of praise is a place of bread where she will be sustained for the rest of her life. Could you guys imagine finding a place such as that? I have. I'm sustained in my place. I'm blessed in this place. And it's not a physical place. I can go anywhere. And I'm okay. I can be in Haiti and still be blessed. Amen? I can go to Africa and still be blessed. I can go to uh, Calpians and still be blessed. It's not a place. It's a place. It's where your heart is. Where this place of bread is. You know, I don't need bread anymore. My wife tried to give me some bread this morning with some jam or, or some cinnamon or sugar, you know. Some people, man, they just snatched it right up. I didn't want it this morning. I want some of the real stuff. I want some of that real bread. I want to be satisfied. I want to eat what Jesus eats. I want to go where Jesus goes. I want Him to be my God. I'm not satisfied in this place of proud and weariness. Because I know where God is. And when I follow Him, He tells me, 
that He's got a place for me. Amen. Amen. Where we can shine. And where we can have bread to eat. Where we can live and have good stuff going about us all the time. Amen? Amen. I'm serious. It's a good place to be. In His house. His many mansions. Amen? Amen? Many rooms. Many places where we can all fit in. But do you have that bread today? Are you still out there in Moab? Do you have that bread today? Are you satisfied today? Or are you still out there in Moab? I want us to take someone today out of Moab. I want to take someone out of Moab today. If you've heard the word that there's fresh bread, will you come out of Moab today? Come into the place of grace. Amen? Amen. That's where God is this morning. Miss Barbara, could you pray something for Thank you. I feel like I need to have an altar call this morning.